Welcome to Destination Vacaville, brought to you by Visit Vacaville, the city's official voice for tourism. I'm your host, Melissa Reeves. In every episode, I will introduce you to the people and places that make visiting Vacaville such a unique travel experience, like seasonal adventures, agricultural tourism, family activities, craft beer, culinary delights, wine country, and more. Subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Destination Vacaville, let's go. Chief Schmutzler, thank you so much for being with us today and congratulations on your promotion. Thank you so much. It's been uh, actually to the day, three months. So wow. this is my third month anniversary today. Happy to be here with you and anything I can do to to support this this great organization you have. It's, it's a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for being here. Congratulations on making it three months, but clearly not just three months with the department. You've been in Vacaville and with the, the police department for a long time. Tell us a little bit about you, Ian, who you are, and a little bit about your history with the PD. Sure. I'll, I'll combine those two. So I was born 47-ish years ago uh, at Travis Air Force Base, uh, the old hospital up on the hill. So I'm an Air Force brat. Moved around uh, a while, and then by the time I was about five years old, we uh, the family settled in Fairfield. So I grew up in Fairfield, California, next door here. Was able to go to you know elementary, junior high, and high school in Fairfield. And the only time I really left was you know all the way to Sacramento to go to, <laughs> to go to college. So so that's kind of me in a nutshell. So I came to Vacaville PD in January of 2000. So we're a little over 22 years now. Prior to that, I was a, a police officer in the city of Oakland for three years, right after, literally after I graduated college, the next day stepped into the academy. So was there for a few years and then kind of took a look around and, you know, knowing the area and having grown up in Fairfield, Vacville just really seemed like a great fit for me because they were very progressive in, in terms of policing and technology and using those things to uh, to fight crime and to kind of stay ahead of, you know, criminal behavior and activity as opposed to other cities where you're just constantly playing catch up. So I I found a, a home here and the last 22 years have been an absolute um, blessing and I've just loved every moment of it. Never regretted coming to, to Vacaville PD and it's it's my family. It's my other my other family. So very proud to be here and, and humbled to, to serve this this community. Well, we definitely thank you for all of your service to our community for, for all these years and, and are so excited for you and so excited for our city in your new role. We know you're going to just do amazing things as chief. But tell us a little bit about how you got into law enforcement. What drew you to this line of work? So when I was a, a, a youngster living in Fairfield, a good friend of, of my parents was a man by the name of Dave Clark. And he was literally larger than life, um, just this this big guy. Uh, and I remember being a, a youngster and seeing him, you know, come over to the house and in his uniform. And I, I just remember being absolutely in awe about, you know, him and, and that job and the stories he would tell. And, you know, as I got older, you know, I had different interests. I, I actually started college as an engineering major, and that lasted a whopping one semester um, <laughs> when I found out just how difficult engineering really is. And then I did some ride-alongs with 
with some friend, real close friends of mine who had entered law enforcement. And that was it. That was the hook, the excitement, the fact that no two days are the same. You never know what's going to come crackling across that radio. And I was just, just drawn into it. So that's the area I actually focused on getting both my bachelor's and master's degrees from Sac State in criminal justice, because I, I just love the profession so much. And it's, it truly is a noble profession. You know, it's, it's difficult because oftentimes you're seeing people on their worst day and you're seeing that day after day. So it's, it's definitely a, a taxing profession, but to a person, the police officers that, that I know and that I've kind of grown up with in the department, despite those difficulties, they absolutely love the job and couldn't, like myself, couldn't see uh, doing anything else. Um, especially here in Vacaville. We have, we have such incredible community support in this city. We're, we're sort of the envy of a lot of other cities in our area because we do have such a, a great level of support, not just from the community, but from city leadership, the city council and business leaders, nonprofit leaders in the, in the community, just very supportive and, and always willing to collaborate and work with us and it, it truly is a, you know, click your heels, you know, dream come true for, for myself. And I know the vast majority of officers, we have 80 plus percent of our police officers who live in town. And that's so unusual, isn't it? It's incredibly unusual. Um, when I worked in Oakland, that was, that was not the case. That percentage was, was far lower. Uh, a lot of, you know, folks commuted in and then, and then went home. And so living in a, a community that's got this advantage of having so many of our staff live in town, there's that extra vested interest in ensuring that the, the community stays safe. It's not just a job. You know, we're, we're out there coaching Little League and assisting in the classrooms with the teachers uh, in our schools. And so there, there's, there's a lot more involved in it. It's not, it's not simply a paycheck. You know, it's your heart is truly in keeping this city safe because our family, our friends, our loved ones are here and we're, we're unique in, in having that. Well, yeah, absolutely. When it's your home too, it's that much more important, right? To keep your, your own hometown safe. So as you're three months into your job, tell me what you're feeling like or, or what you're seeing as Vacaville's biggest challenges. What are, what's keeping you up at night? So uh, there's a few things. Uh, one, kind of an overall, not so much concern, but a challenge and, and frankly, an opportunity is, is redefining what policing looks like in, in Vacaville. I remember growing up next door and in the 80s, Vacaville was, you know, less than half the size that it is now. And so being a city of over 100,000 uh, residents, we've had a lot of folks move into Vacaville, I think, to find the quality of life that they're seeking. And so in that, you know, we have a, a, a very diverse community that's gotten more and more diverse year after year. And we've had folks move into to Vacaville from places where maybe the relationship between the community and the police department wasn't very good. And so it's a matter of trying to, to really define what policing is in, in Vacaville. And the answer to that is engagement, 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 and being able to communicate with our, our citizens to listen. You know, sometimes we do far more talking than we should. 
So it's it's about listening to to other people's concerns and understanding their perspectives, because not you know having not grown up here, the the experiences and connections that people have related to policing and police officers, it, it can be very different. So it's our responsibility to you know to understand that and then to create an environment where no matter where you're from, no matter you know skin color, nationality, uh, religion you are safe and your family feels safe and your family and you are protected. That's our job. And and so that I think is an overall challenge opportunity, if you will. I think something very important to me on the tourism side is, you know, obviously the unhoused issue is a, is a very big issue, not just here. It is, it is everywhere, but we, of course, on, on the tourism side, want to make sure that people feel safe to come here, feel safe to visit, feel safe to wander our streets. Tell me how you're handling that issue. It's a tough one. So you're exactly right, Melissa. Uh, the unhoused population and the issues that surround that group are not unique to, to Vacaville, to Solano County, to the state nationally. But unfortunately, because of, I think, a number of factors California has, last I I checked the statistics and it was about a year ago, California has one in four homeless individuals in the United States. Um, It's it's the climate, frankly. Um, It's it's a milder climate than in a lot of other uh, areas. And so there is a a bit of a draw, not a bit of a draw, there is a a significant draw to, to California. And in Vacaville, the way we're addressing it, uh, back in 2015, I was able to write a grant to the Federal Department of Justice Office of Community Policing, and that allowed us to, to hire two police officers, which eventually turned into our community response unit. Uh, we call them CREW. The CREW unit's mission is the overall quality of life in, in Vacaville. Typically, our patrol officers in our detectives, they're, they're, the patrol officers are responding to, to calls that come in via 911 or on our business line. And, and they're there to stabilize situations. They're there to handle the calls for service. But they're not designed because they're listening to the radio to go to the next call and then the next call after that. It's difficult for them to, to really focus on longer term solutions. So this community response unit was designed to do just that, to look at specific problems in neighborhoods, in parts of the city, and then work towards long-term solutions. One of the biggest citywide issues is is that of the unhoused population and all of the different circumstances that go around that population. There's a high degree of mental illness. There's a high degree of substance abuse, and a lot of them have both. And so it's a it's a, a particularly challenging group to to work with. So it's it's a very tricky um, answer to that question. And whoever comes up with the you know the billion dollar answer to to solving homelessness, um, good luck. But in in Vacaville, we've taken some steps, and it's it's really about collaboration. And in in 2014, we revamped what used to be called the Homeless Ad Hoc Committee, and we created the Homeless Roundtable, HRT. And in October of 2014 was our first meeting, and I remember very vividly Chief Carley at the time saying, hey, this this isn't going to be solved overnight. You know, this is kind of taking years to get to where it is. 
So it's not going to be a quick solution, but the key to it is, is to start building these relationships with not only the, the police department, you know, enforcement should be the last thing we do. The, that should be the very last option that we have is to actually take somebody into custody. We should be doing everything we can in front of that to get them, you know, the resources they need and to allow them to, to live a quality life. So in order in bringing these these groups together, and that's faith-based organizations, that's the, the county of Solano, state organizations, locally, the Opportunity House, Shelter Solano, which is in, in Fairfield, all these groups prior to the Homeless Roundtable were, were all working to try and find a solution to, to mitigate the issues related to homelessness. And we created the Navigators, which were non-law enforcement volunteers that were able to go out into to the community and, and start to build trust with the unhoused population. And that worked really well for us because it it's oftentimes it's intimidating for a uniformed police officer to be addressing somebody who's maybe in crisis. And so to have these navigators be able to build those relationships ahead of time really helped us kind of step in. So there's multiple angles that that we use here locally to try and uh, mitigate the the issues related to the unhoused population and I think we've been quite successful and so you know we do our best to make sure that all their rights are protected again to continuously share with them what what resources are available to them but also to ensure that the quality of life of other citizens here in the city of Vacaville is not unduly interrupted because of that particular population. Well, I know what a difficult challenge this is. I mean, clearly this, you know, at the state level, they're looking to throw a lot of money behind this particular issue to try to to try to help mitigate some of the issues around the state and to provide more services for the unhoused. But I can only imagine how difficult it is to to tackle this issue. Of course, again, being a tourism podcast, I've got to take this down the tourism angle, Ian. Your department has been amazing about working with our hotels. Clearly, we have a lot of visitors that come to Vacaville and stay in one of our 14 hotels. And we're trying very hard to make sure that they have an amazing experience while they're here. So I know a lot of our hotel properties have worked closely with your department to make sure that their parking lots are lit and their bushes are cut to a certain level. Talk a little bit about that program and what we're we're doing as a community to make sure our visitors are safe when they come. Absolutely. I, I love uh, being able to talk about this because so much revolves around communication and collaboration and being able to establish relationships. Those are kind of the three you know, mantras that, that I have really embraced in my whopping three months as the, the chief <laughs> communication, collaboration, and relationships. And, and we've been very successful as you, as you alluded to in developing those with hoteliers and the management, not just the daytime management or the corporate management, but nighttime and, and folks that are there you know, that are there all the time. And so they understand what the, the particular issues are with their particular property. And we've had incredible cooperation and collaboration with, with those that we've been involved in. And it's, it's every hotel, the 14 that you spoke of, all of them we have uh, fantastic connections and points of contact that we can go to should we need something or they need something. The program that you are speaking of is called Crime Prevention Through Environmental Design. 
SEPTED is the acronym. As you know, in policing, we love acronyms. So everything's got to have an acronym. Tourism too. We're fine. I, I, I totally understand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whole different language sometimes. So the, the SEPTED premise is basically you're, you're sort of hardening the target when it comes to creating an environment that's more difficult for those that wish to engage in criminal activity to be successful. For instance, you know, cutting down um, hedges and bushes to a lower level so people can't hide behind them. Using the, the best, highest quality lighting that, that you can for parking areas for areas of ingress and egress, for our patrons, those folks that are staying in our in our community, in our hotels. And, and there's just a number of, of different sort of physical things that we can do around properties to help ensure that, that they're as safe as they can be. Your team's done such a good job of training our hotels, but then also providing resources that our hotels can give their guests to remind them don't leave laptops and luggage and these kind of things in, you know, in your car where they're visible. Of course, it's, right. you know, it's not just Vacaville. We have to remind everybody this is not just Vacaville. You know, if you're leaving those things in your car visible, then, you know, they could potentially be targets. And I, I think through that education from your department and really helping the hotels understand some of those issues and being able to relay that to their visitors I think it's really cut down on the number of car break-ins that they've had at our hotel properties. And we're just not seeing those kind of issues in the same way we were in the past. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, there have been times in years past, I remember dealing with a couple of uh, hotels in particular that were just really frustrated because they were continuing to have these these car break-ins. And it's it's kind of amazing when you make maybe one or two arrests of one of these criminals that is just so prolific and they're out there every night doing this kind of activity and you finally make an arrest on on one of these sort of career property criminals and lo and behold the the property crime rate just plummets mm -hmm. and so we were able to do that with the cooperation and the frankly the very keen eyes of some staff at at our local hotels that were very very impacted by by vehicle burglaries and and it's and it's maintained like you said the the information provided by our department the willingness uh, to take action by the hoteliers and and corporate and staff to to actually follow through with these things and and to educate their patrons it's it's really we haven't had a significant um, sense of you know, these car burglaries taking place at the hotels that we've had in years past. And yeah. again, it's it's incredibly uh, gratifying knowing that that's made an impact because we just have not seen the statistics rise in that area. Well, again, thank you so much to the work of you and, and your entire team. Congratulations again, Chief. We're so excited for you and for our city and just are so um, grateful for the work that you and, and your team do. You are all amazing. And we know that uh, you put yourself in harm's way on our behalf every day. So thank you so much for your service to our community. Thank you for being with me today. And I really appreciate you being my guest. It's great to see you. It's been a while. Great to see you too. And I'm, I'm humbled and uh, honored to, to serve this community. And anytime, Melissa, uh, I get to, a chance to to see you and, and chat like this is is always a, a great experience. So thank well, you. Well, we will have me. you back after you've been when after your seat's a little warmer, a couple more months. <laughs> we'll we'll get you back and see how you're how you're doing, and um, we'll have to check on uh, 
you know, how, how you're getting settled in. But again, thank you so much. And it was great to have you, Adi. And thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. It was great. Thank you so much for listening to Destination Vacaville from Visit Vacaville, the city's official destination marketing organization. For more information on the people and places covered in today's episode and ideas for trip planning, head to visitvacaville.com. Music by Kurt Gellerstad. And thank you to Flores Podcast Consulting for their work on this and every episode of Destination Vacaville.